welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views, they are amazing. Army Hurricane family, we're back, and I hope you're tuned in. And listen, even if you're not a Miami Hurricane alumni or part of our family, if you just like to support Black businesses, here's your opportunity. Today, we introduce Swin Scent by founder and maker Joelle Vegan Tyson. Swin Scent's focus is on self-care and celebrations, creating small batches of uniquely scented hand-poured items. Joelle is also a third-generation candler. Wow, three generations of people making candles. That is awesome. Visit HTTP forward slash forward slash swinscent.co for more information. For Buy Black Friday, Swinscent will give away the whole the holiday trio pack. Simply tag an alumnus for an entry into the giveaway. In the meantime, all alumni can take advantage of a 10% off using code UMBAS10. And now to our show. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the 13th floor, the podcast dedicated to giving you the real life perspectives of the successful black male. We have representations and we're just fortunate enough to give you our views from being successful fathers, successful spouses, successful entrepreneurs. So we definitely, definitely hope you enjoy the show. And without any further ado, I am your moderator, B. Jones, and I got almost everybody here tonight fresh he got stuck in between floors on the elevator so hopefully he'll join us but if not we gonna rock on starting off with my man coach k what's happening hey man i'm good man just you know here you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm back in the workout um you know situation got a full week last week and i'm on track this week so what's a full I'm week here man what's a full week Meaning I had five days last week that I worked out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So back in it, eat, eating good too. You know, r- r- reined in the the random snacks that were in the house, and you know, eat, eating meals that are just constructed of of one ingredient. So, <laughs> so that mean you cooking a lot more. Somebody's cooking. <laughs> there it is, BJ. What you got going on, brother? Call me Peloton BJ. We making moves, oh, man. We making moves. Okay, okay. We started, started, started the commitment. Started to make make changes. Um, boy, them, them them trainers ain't no joke. Though. I tell you that much. So, it, but it's good though. It's good. Yeah, you you uh, you looking thinner in the face already. I, I can't see nothing. I ain't got on no skill yet. So I like I'm gonna do like every two weeks or whatever. I, I ain't gonna play that day in. No, nah, I don't. No, nah, don't do that game set yourself a failure, but you know, I, I feel good. Like the only thing, again, I'm watching my blood sugar because I've noticed a couple things. Um, different times, it just dropped way more than it did other times. But again, overall feeling good, just trying to get a start, man. Again, it's got to start somewhere. So just build up that that momentum. Um, and I know it's a lot of cardio or something like that. So eventually getting the, the other stuff in there too. So. We're gonna build up one block at a time, man. One block at a time. Yep. Easy. Glad to hear it. Is it all the commercials make it cracked up to be? I can't even say. I I pretty much don't even watch commercials like that. When corners come on, I tend to either think about other stuff or watch go do something else real quick. So I can't tell you. But the bike, I mean, is is real. Like for somebody 
if you're a novice, if you're a bike rider, if you've never gotten on a bike, if you have a bike in years, um, so I mean, they got some intro programs, they don't work you now. Um, and you're going to push the limit, but I already, I already feel myself like a couple times, like, I don't know if I'm going to make this 20 minutes, I don't know if I'm going to make this 30 minutes. But, you know, they, they start talking, they motivate you, they, they push you through it, like, I can do this, I can just push through. Now, your legs may hurt the next day, the next morning. Wow, but it's worth it, it's worth it, man. No pain, no gain, no pain, no gain. Yes, sir. Last but certainly not least, our BFBG, Mr. Faison, what's happening, sir? What's up, everybody? Um, Listen, uh, to this week was a slightly tough week, but in a good way, though, because we got the passing of my uncle Smokey, um, who was passed on to a more positive and a restful place. So it's a celebration of life versus a morning of death. Um, so it's been good, though. We just found out that um, my my aunt Nagel went to talk to he was a vet so he was a it was a retired vet who so had that so he went and talked to um you know the, the reserves and they're going to do the 21 salute and bury him um even was being cremated bury him at the the cemetery where all the vets lie so um that was pretty awesome here today so looking forward to to that flight uh going down there and celebrating his life uh, the way it should be done so it's good it's good awesome man awesome how's your head Oh, headache was good. I've been, I did my coconut water for the last couple of days. I slacked today, but I did drink. Um, I am drinking a whole thing of water, trying to get myself in. I've been weaning off of the, uh, the sugar as best as I can, even though I just swallowed completely some, um, some, um, what are these things called? Um, not Apple Jacks, but the other ones. True Loops? What? True Loops. Yes. Thank you. I had some here. I just need something to eat, but I did, I've been doing good, eating right, trying to eat better. Um, no headaches this week. No, no migraines, nothing. Just same old, same old. So I'm trying to figure out what it was that week um, that caused it. I don't know. But chiropractor's been awesome. I'm sore. I, I feel tired than normal. So hopefully that will that will subside <laughs> and I uh, get if you better. You reduce your sugar intake and increase you been, you your leafy in? green intake. You might get a little. A boost of energy. The energy is good. I'm just tired because I've been, you know, when you're you so traveling you're, too. Yeah, traveling. Um, and then when you're on stage, you're always have to keep the energy of everyone else around you up. So mental by, tired. Yes. So by mm-hmm. the time you finish oh, okay, one yeah. store or visit, you're driving to the next one, trying to re-energize back up, not knowing what you're going to get. Um, and then if, if it if the visit is not great, then you got to work even harder to make sure that the, the message delivering isn't coming off too negative um, for them, but more of a learning opportunity and more of a chance mm-hmm. to improve versus a smack on the wrist. So that's a lot to try to manage and keep up and you know do. So yeah, but I'm good, I'm here. Listen, we made it. I got some work to do later on, but you know, it is what it is, part of, part of the gig, baby, part of the gig. There it is. Before we- hey, uh, As I said, I would do some research and don't even think about going to the segment, the health segment. That's not what we're doing this week. We're going to keep it moving. Maestro but, Carol, he's in the building. I did do some research and I did find out that if you are dehydrated, you are actually uh, more susceptible to have low, bur- blo- low blood pressure. Um, so there you go. You, you said you, your blood pressure has always been low and, Something more for 60 and, and, and you don't really drink water. So 
Yeah, I got my results back, and everything was was good according to the the rates. I was in, I was in the rates. I was in that that yeah. in the middle for it. But yes, you were right. And I, the coffee is also a natural dehydrator, so I, I gotta I gotta get that as soon as I finish drinking coffee. I have to go back and now drink a gallon or some kind of water to replenish what I'm about to lose. I'm yeah. being pushed out, so that's been helping out a lot. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Why, uh, why you we, laughing, man? Because he said I gotta drink a gallon. And then he like quickly. Yeah, poor like, back. I'm not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he quickly corrected that. He quickly corrected. Uh, listen, baby steps. I, I'm I'm going. I I went in. I did two two bottles. I got a bottle, a 16 ounce. When I woke up, that's 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 because BJ said that a while ago. 16 ounce when you wake up. And then I'm trying to just you know keep. I'm going through store store driving. But yo, when you're traveling, those bathrooms. The bathrooms are very far, <laughs> far from nothing. So yes, uh, I got I got to plan it out, plan those those uh those drinks. But yeah, but starting the water thing is always hard in the beginning because you gotta your body's getting used to so much being in there that it just wants to release so much of it. Um, but hopefully over time it gets better. I can I can become a camel like my son, Arenze. Gotcha. That's gotcha. hilarious. Well, before we get off too far into this thing, man, I want to shout out one of our listeners. Antonio, uh, Carol sent us a screenshot of you, uh, your feedback from the show. So I definitely want to thank you for listening. Keep on checking in with us. Leave us your yeah. thoughts, man. You can all, you can always leave a comment. Um, you know, here on the 13th floor, we don't run from truth. There's no fear in the truth, brother. So, you know, we're going to give it to you the best way we can. But appreciate that. Yeah, he's actually uh, left comments, I think, the last few weeks on the YouTube. Yep. Easy, sure has. Easy. Sure has. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Also, and since we're talking about them, you know, if you're out there and, and you're listening on YouTube or watching yeah. on YouTube, rather, um, just feel free. Look right here. Learn to travel. Uh, feel free to go there. And um, it's very interesting because it's really about travel from the single black male's perspective or the single male's perspective. Um, and he gives some really good tips. And right now he's been featuring uh, his, his segment on uh, Cartagena, Colombia, um, and it's very interesting. So uh, for those of you that, you know, wish you could go on, you know, that guy trip that, you know, is, is, is never to be forgotten, um, definitely go check out Learn to Travel. And if you just want to learn, hey, efficient ways of traveling, period, uh, go check out Learn to Travel. And that's there Learn the Number Two Travel. Sorry. <laughs> Proceed. Proceed. Got you. Um, hey, by the time this uh, episode comes out, y'all know what day it's going to be. Carol, I know you didn't sign up for this, so I'm not going, you know, throw no bones at you. But we want to say happy Valentine's Day to all those spouses, boyfriends, girlfriends, and happy single awareness day to yeah. almost anybody else. And just know that, you know, there's somebody out there for you. You will find them. Just got to be patient sometimes. Pick your head up out of the phone. Um, Self-love self -love is healthy. Self Very healthy. <laughs> Very healthy. Um, but I had a question for you guys, man. All of us being successful Black men, uh, successful Black spouses. Um, I want to pose a question to the group. Um, and it was partially inspired by the Will Smith uh, interview with Questlove that we'll probably get into a little bit later. But what is love? Mm. 
<laughs> okay, so <laughs> uh, this is this is a I'll start off with a with a light a lightweight jab for for love, but love is the ability to to know you will do anything for that person, but also that you could throw middle fingers, eyes of death, scorns, anything you want behind as they're walking towards you or behind or leaving leaving your presence. But at the end of the day, whatever needs to be done, you will do it because you love that person dearly. So I'll start with that. That's that's where I, I think that fine line is because you, you you can't hate somebody, you can't love them. It's that there's a very fine line you go back and forth on, but your love has to overweigh uh, that anger sometimes. But you just do it because you got because you know love is there. That's that sacrifice is a, is a big portion of it, I think. You really kind of wrap it up in sacrifice, but just that unconditional, like, I you can't even, I don't know, man. You can't even put it in words about it because it's not an action. It's not really things you can do, things you can say. It's really good. And identify, you're talking about being in love in a relationship. You're talking about loving somebody like you have unconditional love for your kids, you have love for a spouse, for parents. Like there's different levels to it. But really at the end of the day, when you think about it, it's like no matter what goes on, good, bad, ugly, up, down, whatever, I'm gonna be there for you. I can't give I can't make that happen, equate that for you as well, for somebody else. But internally, that has to be I think that's that has to be your internal commitment. Um but you can't make somebody reciprocate that. You can't. You, you totally can't. And you got to know, you got to love you and all of you before you can give your love to somebody else. Because if you don't have space, it, it's crazy. And you, you hear this so many different ways of people saying this. But regardless, of, if you don't feel you're pretty, how can you make, how you think someone else is pretty? If you don't feel you don't love yourself, then how can you love someone else? It's always but you don't believe it, if it. You wouldn't even believe it if anybody told you. Exactly, because you're only saying it because you're saying the words. Yeah, I love you too, but you actually don't don't mean that process for you. And it's 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 a tough thing. It's it's super tough. Um, and you have to know that everything about yourself you love, and you have your flaws and love your flaws because whoever you're with, the wife, girlfriend, he, she, her, him, um, it they will have flaws too. And you have to accept those flaws for who they are, knowing that they have those flaws and they accept their own flaws. Um, perfection is not love. Love is unperfection. So. They said it good, man. They, they, <laughs> they, they said it good. Like they, they got to exactly what I was going to say. Of course, I was going to say it a little bit differently, um, but they got to exactly what I was going to say. So love is the eternal quest to master your internal internal flaws and your internal value with the allowance for the same thing in another person. Do we feel like, and you can answer this, you know, just as a man, you can know love without knowing some type of pain associated with it? Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I don't in my entire life. I don't think I've had a where I love someone and 
I felt like this massive pain when we broke up or we didn't have fun. Now, I obviously love AJ way more than I love the girlfriend I thought I loved and so forth. But I don't think that that lack of love or that loss of love, we'll say, um, made my love for EJ stronger. I think the love that I felt is a love that I see from my parents, that I see from my dad, uh, that I see from like around me, the examples that have love for my grandparents. I mean, Jesus, they're going, they got married at 16 and they're still married to this day. And they, they had their fight scuffles, but you know, I've always seen them together. Even when they were separated for that little small stunt, never, never, uh, he ain't worth nothing. He's garbage. It was always like, you know, we're going through things, but I still love him. So that's where it goes. We'll, we'll work it out. Um, so I guess that's, that's what my thing was, but some people, some people have to feel pain. Like you have to feel pain to know love. I don't think you need to. It's just, you're what you got around you, your surroundings. It's not a, it's not part of the definition, but at some time, even if it, if it's a, if it's a action, if it's actionable things that are going on right now, I think at some point in time, pain will be part of that equation. Whether it's long lasting and it's a death, whether it's mm. a traumatic experience and separation, whether it's disappointment of expectation, there's gonna be some pain in there somewhere. No relationship is ever perfect, no body is ever perfect. Um, so I think pain is a almost like a it runs parallel to it. At some point in time, it's gonna not be parallel, it's gonna cross. Um, and, and you're gonna experience it somehow, some way. But again, just because of pain doesn't mean that wasn't it or that's done. It's just that human part of it that that really almost proves that there was something deeper there. Before you go, Kate, I know you're about to drop something crazy um, that we haven't gotten to yet about this, but I did, based upon what you just said, BJ, and and I still stand by my original statement, and I that's I think it's true, but I do think that love loss allows you to look inward to see what you could do better next time, or what you what you didn't do. Or, or you realize, oh, I did, the, I did this thing. I see how it affected that person. So now how can I change that to make sure that I'm not giving that energy off again to the next time, if it was worth it. And that's, that's all comes with growth as well, too. I mean, going from adolescence, teenager to 20-year-old to adulthood, um, you change your ways, but you also look back and say, oh, man, that I see how that affected her or how that affected him. And what I want that back on me too. So it does give you a reflection time. Um, Brett, we'd love to hear, you know, <laughs> freshly married. We, we would love to hear, you know, don't just sit back and not participate. I am participating, man. I'm asking the questions. That's what Quest Love <laughs> did on the podcast. Man, he asked the questions. He jumped in. No, but, but he dropped some gems in, in himself. He did. Uh, I caught a couple books out of there as well. Um, I personally feel like love is a way of life and I think it only, you got to mature into it, in my opinion. Uh, I think Artie just said that. Um, I think some of us have, like Art alluded to, great examples of what that looks like. And some of us have terrible examples of what that looks like. And then a lot of us may fall somewhere in between. Um, but when you understand that it's a way of life, 
Um, and BJ, you said it. There's levels to this. I think they have. They talk about like the different forms of love. One of them being like a friendship type. The other one being like agape, which is that like deep, deep love. You have the romantic, the romantic or erotic. You know, there's levels to it, right? But when you live your life with love, um, like kind of being a guide, and you know, it's just different. And so you can kind of be, I guess, you can kind of be impeccable with your word. You can be like that best version of yourself. And you also learn over time, or you said it, you can't love anyone without loving yourself. You understand how when you're in that intimate type of love, the things that you may do to detract from it, it's still hurting you at the end of the day, especially when you're talking about being in a partnership type of situation. So, you know, there are things that can go on within like a relationship that may hurt the other person. But if this is a love relationship, then it should hurt or it will hurt you in one way or another at the end of the day. Um, so that's that's kind of what I feel like. I feel like it's a choice um, and you have to choose to do that every day. It's not something that you just kind of like fall into, like, you know, Art alluded to some of the reactions that you get going along and being in love. So, you know, um, when it comes to the pain aspect, I think, uh, I think like you, like I said, you got to mature into it. Um, I think you have to have certain experiences um, or be shown certain things uh, in order to understand how to express love. I think, you know, well, me, Personally, um, I haven't, I didn't have the best examples of what that looked like growing up. So as an adolescent and, uh, well, maybe not so much as an adolescent, as a young adult, you know, there was questionable activities that my 35-year-old self, if I was talking to my 25-year-old self or my 20-year-old self, you know, I would tell him, you know, different ways to move throughout these situations to make better decisions that will have longer lasting uh, effects. But I also think that everything we go through as a person is all supposed to happen to get you to whatever point that you're going to. So I wouldn't be who I am at 35 if I hadn't gone through what I went through at 30 or 25 or whatever. So it's all, of, we're all products of our experiences. And so I think that it's very important to have those experiences, but I think it's equally, if not more important to have those examples um, and people that you can look to that exemplify what that should look like in, an, in a healthy manner. Frankie said it best when he asked the question, why do fools fall in love? Because it's easier to fall in love and it's hard to stay in love. Um, you can fall in and, and that you, the joy of falling in love is I mean that's that's the courtship that's the going out that's the fun times that's everything's great you know the nervousness all the butterflies um the the struggle of love is is at, when you first wake up and you see you know that this person lives dirty 
you gotta you gotta help them and understand and teach them <laughs> that that that's not how we do things anymore. Or, or you see that person's you know closet for the first time, <laughs> and then they move in and and it, all that stuff. That's that's when love gets real. Um, but the challenge for all of us is to don't forget or never forget um, that part that that falling in love part because that can re-energize where you are in your journey of love. If you can resolve back or jump back to that time, to that courtship, um, and then bring it back into, add that into your current uh, level, you, you can just, 50 years is going to say nothing. If you can go back 10, grab some cool stuff, bring it back to 30, then keep it going. Um, so, but yeah, I, I love falling in love. That's, that was always the fun part. Always the fun part. I think though, I, I think, we, I think Fresh's elevator door starting to bing. I'm not sure. I'm trying to see if he's coming in yet, but uh, I think I heard the bing working. So we should be getting them up here soon, hopefully. I'll let him in or not. Oh, there you go. There he, there he is. He made it. Elevators opened up. Welcome. Oh, I did oh, that. What's happening, sir? Y'all can hear me? Yeah, what do you think about love? That's fantastic. In the beginning phase, this man is in right. This man is in that phase. He's he's in that that uh that falling in love, joyous moment, you know, holding hands, getting the old school prom picture poses, all those good things. That's that that's that in love stage. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love to see that. That makes me happy. See someone. So much so he speaks with, ladies and gentlemen. Fresh. Can you hear us, Fresh? Yeah, I hear y'all. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Hey, keep oh, going. man. Fun times. Fresh, what's up, man? How you feeling, bro? Man, obviously tired. <laughs> Yo, for those who don't know, this man is working extremely hard. I think he said you juiced about a thousand ounces of juice in one day. Um, and if you're not familiar with the juicing aspect, um, one ounce, let's just say one ounce of ginger can take you probably five minutes. If you, if, if you don't have a good root of ginger, no, carrots are always easy. Oranges are easy. But it's when you get down to a specific um, non, those root, those root beets. juices, those beets, <laughs> you're going through bushels and bushels Kale. of beets. <laughs> the beets, the beets can be, they, they give you a good amount if they ripe enough. If they ripe but, enough, but it's still but, not enough as an orange or a carrot. But you got to power through that joint. <laughs> man, I cut my joints up, man. The real, the real secret is the difference between that. We don't just juice, really. What we do is cold press. And so the difference of a cold pressing versus juices, but more importantly, we actually have um, the right equipment. And so we have this large um, $15,000 cold presser that takes out a lot of the um, prep prep work so i mean we don't have to i can pretty much throw a whole uh pineapple almost into that bad boy uh, so gets, what is what is cold pressure what does that mean first so, like for those novices like me who don't understand i i get it it's the best probably a natural way to do it but what does that 
what does a machine do? Well, it's the best because normal juice is is pasteurized, it's processed. It's got a bunch of BS and other things inside of it that are used to be able to, you know, sit it on the shelf for days, mm-hmm. weeks, months on end. Uh, the difference with cold pressing uh, and what we do is that it provides the most nutrient-rich juice that you can uh, receive. And so everything is done with zero heat. Um, and so unlike with uh, a normal juicer, what so you're doing with a normal juicer is it's, it's grinding up whatever and, and squeezing and, and using heat to get that juice out. Ours is simply, um, it's macerating the, the, the fruits or vegetables vegetables and then it puts them in a big pouch and it's just getting squeezed and so literally gotcha. it's just the the purest form of juice that provides the most uh nutrients and, and vitamins available Without unlike enzymes and everything even, being exactly by the heat okay. and even of, a lot of, of other of cold. blade heating up in yeah. your regular juicer mm-hmm. exactly and a lot of people will um even a lot of different uh cold pressed juice places still wind up pasteurizing their juices, a lot of um, products that you'll see that say are cold pressed. So yes, they'll cold press the fruit or vegetables when they first produce them, but then they're still adding some type of pasteurization product uh, to get it that extended shelf life. And so that's really been what we are trying to uh, use to separate us is the fact that we are really focused on ensuring that we are providing the most nutrient dense uh, juice that we can. I know when I use my juicer, uh, I only get like uh, maybe a couple of days out of it. Like I try to have it, you know, gone uh, within like two, maybe three days. You have to. You, it's you seventy-two get, hours. Mm-hmm. So you get the same seventy-two with the with the cold. Yep, yeah, it's about seventy-two hours that you're gonna get of of shelf life with fresh stuff like that. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. But the cold press won't separate as easily as your as your regular juicing as well too. It does separate, but if you're juicing carrot, just straight juicing on a juice machine, that uh, carrot will separate within a couple of minutes. That cold press will hold a little longer. Yeah, no, it's um, and it's funny because I didn't fully understand until we got uh the big boy machine and really getting to where you're getting just juice um with the filter bags and so it's really it's it's funny because you sit there feeling like it's so it's so pure it's just you know um (laughs) but every time at the same time every time that i taste it every time even after you know doing those a thousand ounces this weekend when i woke up on monday um and had some in the fridge and and you know went grabbed that that fresh cold uh popping pina i mean just as soon as it you, you start tasting it you tell the difference of you know, versus a canned pineapple or even, you know, your normal dull pineapple juice. But especially when you're getting those flavors, it, it definitely makes a difference. Oh, yeah. So, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I got a question that's going to take us away from, from wherever, wherever we're at and what, whatever you're thinking about. So we, we were going to transition anyway, so you got it. Okay. So I got a question for y'all. So I was watching um, a couple of our old videos, and I was watching the bloopers. At what moment did we stop having fun on this podcast? Well, I, I still have fun. I don't think it is. I think that I think what happened is 
the recording starts when we start the podcast. <laughs> See, all the bloopers, they happen either before or after. <laughs> that's that's, that's, record. that's we, the we honest truth find, is that. Fine line between starting and stopping the recording. The bloopers I, I were, all of the bloopers were from uh, pretty much the, the, the spaces before and after the podcast. There really wasn't right. a lot of stuff that I was taking necessarily from the actual podcast back then. But at the same time, it was because we were recording two hours like if you look at how right. much you didn't know and how much crazy like yeah i remember i had everybody shooting me everybody shoot me their audio you gotta say check before One, two, you go three, in go. you know exactly all three we go press start y'all ready like we, we were doing a lot the most okay i just wanted to check because i was like man what what happened did something happen and we stopped having fun and you feel I was like, like we oh. don't have fun on the podcast girl we're not having fun you don't have fun on the podcast? I mean, if you go back and look at, like, it was some, like, blah, ha, 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 like, mouth wide open, like, dying, laughing, like, you know, people bent over type, type, you know, stuff going on. Yeah, um, you know what's, you know what's funny? Because we still have those moments. It's just, <laughs> we don't record that. No right. More. <laughs> you get it on tape. <laughs> oh, okay. we, we try to get, we try to minimize all the cutting and, and tracking yeah. over time. Right. So we're gonna start be serious, get it right. recorded, hit stop so we can process everything. Okay. Okay, that, that that makes sense. So ladies and gentlemen, if if y'all want to see that stuff, leave us some comments, let us know. Um because uh yeah, I guess some stuff does go on and and you know, I thought it was me holding back, you know, some folks that got on me and told me I was mean, so I stopped. <laughs> Let it let it be, baby. Let it let it run. Turn open that faucet up and let it flow. (laughs) (laughs) Carol always going on somebody. You don't miss no uh miss no chance. I've been good, man. I've been real good for probably like the last year. That tells you how much he's been biting his tongue, ladies and gentlemen. Right, he knows the exact time. So cognizant last um, year. How many times, man? I would have said I got on. <laughs> man, oh man, I, I got you, I got you. So first, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to preserve, you know, the five, man. We, 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 you know, hey. we used to have like eight. We did we, we did. had? That's really looking back. We definitely had an interesting rotation to really uh, think about the progress of of our show. It's yeah, definitely man. been quite the journey. Mm-hmm. It has been. It has been. But it's been good. It's fun times. Oh, my bad. New, mer- new merch alert. Oh, can you see it? it says, eat me. Oh. Kind of, sort of. I don't know. Kind of, sort of. Eat me, fat me. There you go. There okay, you there go. you go. There you go. Right. He said, fat me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. I told you, he don't miss no opportunities. He don't miss right. no opportunities. This man's marketer. Hey, so for, so the first we started out talking, uh, talking about yeah. love on the podcast. We was able to get some some definitions and some oh, you know you nice. Think tools. you warmed up now? So you gonna answer? Oh that? no, I, I ain't even gonna throw him under the. Bus. <laughs> oh, he, 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 uh, he threw his. Uh, he, he's good. He's good. He it, got it's his. fantastic, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. One word. That's all we need. You know, we know fresh. Fantastical. Ain't that how Future said it? <laughs> <laughs> My talk. Um, but now I want to switch directions a little bit to 
Will Smith, man. Um, the guy is absolutely amazing, man. Like I can honestly say that I love this guy. Um, everything I hear about this book, um, I get more and more excited to listen slash read it. Right. Um, right. Like, and then Carol already sent me the cliff notes. So it's like, all I got to do is kind of reference that as I'm going along car or whatever. Like I'm really excited. Um, and this interview they did recently with quest love and all the gems drop, he drops gems on a regular anyway. Like if it's one person that has if equal amount, if not more energy than art on a consistent basis, it's Will Smith. Oh my like, god, yeah. Something in that crazy. Philly water, huh? Something in that I don't know, water. man. He's just a he's just a walking battery pack, man. Yeah, man. Um, no, four o'clock in the morning. God bless. I do it regularly. Once you God get into you. it, you get into God it. God bless you. <laughs> I, I try. My, my I woke up at four this morning, this morning at four o'clock, and I was like, why? <laughs> my body I remember was Art tried to tried to flip uh his his sleeping schedule for that little bit after we talked about it. Oh yeah, I'm gonna start waking up early. He's like, nah, no, I'm not. Like super late. Like you're gonna be up till one o'clock. I, I, I can be up mad late, but yeah, the waking up before the sun thing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, I get it. It makes sense. It's so important. It does. But I can't I can't go back once I'm up. It's, it's harder to go back to sleep and then then get back. Like he said, he may get up, he may oh, go back to sleep from like for an hour, hour and a half. I get yeah. it, and that makes sense. But Nap, napping. That's when that's when my kids are then getting up and starting getting them ready for school. So there's no going back to sleep at that point. Right. He definitely has the entrepreneurial sleep schedule. Like yes. I'm. That's that's the goal within like the next five to ten years to be able to get up and but go back. To that's sleep. not true. Hold on, that's not true because I'm an entrepreneur and I don't live like that. All entrepreneurs <laughs> aren't made equal, bro. You you're an exception. Different you know, fields. But no, the entrepreneurial schedule is get your ass up early in the morning because you got to go get it. <laughs> But what I mean by that is how you set your own schedule. You know what I'm saying? So he's able to get up four o'clock, meditate, breathe, get his day together, and then go back to sleep or whatnot. I, I'm one of those people that's like, once I'm up, I'm up. So when I'm up at four o'clock, gym at five, the day just flows and I'm, I'm good. And I actually have to do that because otherwise the day just gets like, gets away from me. And, you know, it's you're just out of out of whack for, for whatever. Um, but it's so important. And I love the fact that he had on seeing the sunrise. Um, like I miss that. I miss that. I feel like I get so much energy just from watching the sunrise. Um, and maybe it's because I'm a fire sign as a Leo. I don't know, but how important that piece of it is. And then when you can mix in the meditation, all of those self-love tactics that you can throw in there, whether it's yoga, working out or just breathing. So I don't know. It, so it that waking up, watching the sunrise works when you're someplace warm. I was gonna say that when it's cold, cold (laughs) (laughs) right? Uh, I was like, I can do that in Jamaica. Sunrise, man. (laughs) I had no no problem waking up in in the morning and seeing the sun and going, all right, get some food, go back to sleep. That was that wasn't easy, but yeah, doing it with thirty degrees. mm -mm, No. So there's this amazing invention. It's called a window. I use it the entire winter season. And have okay. have your house any degrees that you would like, and go ahead and uh, still watch that. So really is a real thing. When that when fall comes and people's mentality change, the leaves are gone. That uh, it's a perfect West Coast thing to say. Willie's in West Coast now. 
He wakes up. Well, he's across the world, but he wakes up. I'm, I'm sure say, he is down here. But he don't even get to see the sunrise baby. for real. He's like, he's he's over he's there. A, what West Coast? Yeah, yeah he can see the sun six. Well, I guess if you're facing the water, you know, yeah. Know. So yeah, but it's, listen, I would love to see the sunrise in Georgia. Um, it won't happen for a while because my kids will get up at six thirty, like BJ said, and then my day starts, and I needed. I will want a nap. And I'd be angry around five o'clock <laughs> on the back end, like <sighs> so. I miss those nap days when I was working. I could take a Monday night, Monday, you know, two o'clock nap. Yo, naps, naps are the best thing. Like, <laughs> yes. But go ahead, Brad. Back to you. So, without summary summarizing the entire podcast one of the things i want to talk on and we'll kind of let this flow into the end of the podcast but with the importance of like paying it forward and how he had ascended to this point in life you know he figured out what love is what love means to him he figured out you know all his worldly possessions don't really mean jack um but where he is is about giving and we talk about this all the time, but I really want to drive home the importance of that and the satisfaction that we kind of get from that, um, especially with the conversation that we just previously had. Because I think um, one of the things that I wanted to kind of get to before we got a little derailed was how do we pay forward what we've learned in love as men in our different relationships and our current relationships, how do we pay that forward to the next generation to continue the, um, I guess, to grow the seeds of that black love and continue black excellence? Mm. Mm. You identify, first of all, you gotta identify the levels in which you're talking about what you're trying to do. I think it goes back to come, I forget exactly who said it at a point in time, but who are you modeling it for and who are you trying to show it to? Like it's different, like if it's my son, my sons or my daughter, even there it's different, right? They're all three of my kids, but it's a different pinpoint. I, I don't know how to, how to say it. It's a different thing. Like my daughter is really, for Valentine's the other day, he said something about, like I bought her like, flowers before something like that, but she's like, Daddy, can you buy me a bouquet of flowers? I've never got a bouquet of flowers. I'm like, I never really did. I mean, this is something for Valentine's Day specific, but, but the point is that she asked it. Gina mentioned something like, well, just ask one of them little boys. Like, I'll buy it for you. Don't worry about it. Yes. Yeah. Like, like don't even set that in your in your brain as, as that is a standard or something like that. And she was joking with it, I know, but it was like one of those things where I don't even want that seed planted. Hell no. I don't want that seed plant, but I'm like, I need to model for you. First of all, I model, like, I know I've gotten you like a single flower or, or two here or there, but I never really thought about like, am I, what are some of the things I'm doing, right? But my conversation with her and what I do for her and modeling for her, in my opinion, how somebody should treat her, how she should have high expectations. And if somebody not meet those expectations, you either ask questions or peace, right? Like, don't even entertain it. But at the same time, for my boys, it's almost like modeling for, in our relationship as husband and wife, modeling for them, my role, modeling for them, like when that, the time I spend with them, the, like I, 
I take it personal if I'm not. I've been home the last year, right? Almost a year now from work. So it's it's personal meeting that I, every night. Like even if they happen to go to sleep, we're doing the podcast and they go to sleep. I'm going to tell them I love you good night. Like that's something I made a personal decision I need to do and say it out loud to them. Like I don't remember that again. Not to say I don't think my my dad never did that really, but I know up to other things. But I made a personal thing like what I do for them and how I model for them is totally different on different levels. Now with me and Gina, that's a total different thing. Is you talk, people talk about love languages, they talk about attributes and getting to know that person. Yeah, you got to meet them at where it surface, but it really is, what are you doing to protect, provide, do all these other different aspects of the whole thing? So it's identifying what level of love you're talking about, then figuring out what, do you, what does that mean to you and what are you trying to model? How can you show, what can you say, what can you do to have that influence that you want to have? Again, you can only model, you can only do certain things. You, again, you can't make anybody receive it. You can't make anybody love you back. You can't do that. It's just the hope is that what you've done is enough so they can feel it. And that's that's the, all you can really do. You guys got full BJ this week. Full BJ. I about to say this man, Lily, like, Sold that thing all the way up, <laughs> button on it, and just and these, are, these are these are things that I've matured, I go back to Brett what I matured in because I it wasn't always like this. They're trying mm-hmm. to everybody needs to be equal, everybody needs to be that is that's not it. Yeah, there, there's no way it's ever gonna be equal or the same across the board. Well, it's in the moment, what's needed in the moment. It's funny, those things are the same way that you know it, it, it's how you should govern, right? It's it's the understanding that. While everyone is equal, you see those um, the the little diagrams that show the people like trying to to look over the fence to play baseball oh, to, yeah. to watch the baseball e- game, equity like versus, showing, yeah. exactly, and showing yeah. that that difference where it's it's that the understanding of equal for everybody is not equal for everybody, and in being able to under understand and identify what is is truly the value and asset to that person that can bring them to that next level. Um, and it's the same thing with teaching, you know, whether it's love or, or anything else, us as a generation, just the, um, advancement that we have from, from where our parents sat, you know, raising us, just being able to understand that, that advancement that we have and being able to impose on our kids, the things that we can now know and understand that we lack, or we can understand the things that were, um, talking on the same podcast with uh, Questlove talking about how like he had to come to terms with the abuse of his father when it's like, yo, I know my, my father loved me, but really thinking about and really looking at it and really having to put a true title on it, that that was a form of abuse. <clears throat> Being able to I- identify and understand those things. But then, like I said, it's about even when I talk to uh, my lady son now, you know, being able to to identify, and he's only five years old. I know 90% of the stuff that I'm, I'm talking to him about goes over his head, but I still work on having those conversations about, you know, uh, don't say you can't do stuff. Don't, don't um, you know, even if it's a little bit harder, it doesn't mean that you can't, you know, you just have to work work harder at, you know, talking about his, his uh, you know, using his brain, but just different conversations now, engaging them and in, in having those conversations to put them in a different pattern to put them on a different thought process. Cause I know a lot of those things I didn't realize until so much later in life 
how much I wasn't, you know, told about, how much I didn't speak about, how much, you know, my and my parents, you know, told me they loved me all the time. But at the same time, it wasn't like every night they were coming in the room. But I understand, like, like now you you get a better understanding of the value of that because later on you think about looking back, like, oh snap, well, wait a minute, did that? Did, how how did that affect me? You know, is that why I don't? why I don't love women, you know what I mean? Like why I treat them like I do, because I didn't have that association. So it's, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's that, you know, being able to understand that equal is not always equal, but it is equal. <laughs> That's good. That's good stuff. Shoot. Woo. So I think that as black people, let's say from the Caribbean going west um love is a cumulative output of generations right and we continuously build on it and i think we had to go through a point and we're still going through we're trying to understand what is the legacy of love for our people Mm. right so what our grandparents understood as love, what our parents understood as love, and now what we understand as love, there's a progression through that. And I think we started off in a bad place because we were taught to hate each other. Yeah. And we still struggle with that, with the the ripple effect of slavery and what happened and what it's now done in our communities, what it's done in our households. So our love is actually so strong that we're trying to overcome that. All of those programming and images and constant reinforcement. um, And that's one of the things that we face. So for us to start off this podcast talking about love as Black men, that's not something that is common, right? So if we talk about our target audience, like we want our target audience to be other black men, but I guarantee you there's not going to be many black men tuning in and listening word for word on us talking about love as black men. Right. So even that is a rarity, which it should be something that's normalized. Right. So we are almost at some points teaching the unknown we're teaching as we go from lessons that we've had from mistakes that we've made um, and through forgiving ourselves for the mistakes because we just didn't know better. Now we're teaching it to our kids with the hope that their understanding of love at their age and in their generation is going to supersede what ours was. There's different stages and I I don't wanna misquote, I gotta forget the thing that is pretty much that stage of I know what I know I don't know what I don't know I don't know what I know and I forget the fourth one off the top of my head um but it's these sta- stages you progress through when you think about coming into reality and coming to consciousness of and that, that applies to anything in life not just thinking about love not just thinking about where you, your status in life your status at work which you want to like but being able to mature, you know, that, that word again, right? Mature in that process and accept yourself at every single stage that you're not stagnant. It's not that you know, if you believe you know what you know and that's the end of it, you're doomed. 
you may be in that, I know what I know now because this is my reality that was going on. But if we never get to that, I don't know what I don't know. And, and thinking about other possibilities, it goes back to even listening to other people's ideas that are totally different from yours. Again, there's some things we, we just gonna have to disagree on and we're not gonna see eye to eye on and talk about because if you don't see me as an equal human being, we got some things to, to talk about. We don't have anything to talk about, right? But if it's talking about the way we view a certain pop political topic, right? If I'm so close-minded that I can't even listen to the side, yeah. I'm trying to understand where they're coming from and say, I don't know why they think this way. Let me ask questions. Let me listen yeah. to the side. Not to say I'm listening to be, I'm going to be persuaded to do anything or to change my opinion, but it's really to understand why people act, why people do, why people say anything that they do. Getting to know that Maybe there's something I'm missing. It may not change my overall outlook, but it gives me more insight into the a bigger picture. Or maybe that person is off their rocker, and I just need to understand where they're coming from. It's many different aspects to you. But if you're stagnant and you never move through those different levels, mm -hmm. I think that's where, where people get stuck at. And then the rest of it's always me against the world or me against them, us against them, me against you. And that, that's when people start to fall in the trap. Quick, Jim, listen to hear, not listen to make change or to make that person hear your version, your view. Just listen to hear. That's a big deal and it's hard to do because you automatically are rebutting anything you think is different from the words you're hearing. So you're missing out on so much more because you're already trying to answer the question or change that opinion. Instead of just listening to hear, it's hard. That's why your grandma used to always say, are you listening or do you hear me? That's a, that's a, that's a true <laughs> statement. <laughs> oh, man. Man, I appreciate y'all for indulging me on this podcast, man, and, and going through all of that. I think we uh, found some, some strength through some a uh, little bit of vulnerability here. That's um, okay. Yes. Yes. It is okay uh, to show your real self. It's okay to be you. And, and uh, you all have seen my, my um, me as I am. And I was talking to somebody yesterday, um, a really good uh, franchisee and a good friend of mine. And um, I was telling him how I was doing something. And I said, it doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's very nice that you're doing that for so-and-so. I said, I do it for you. This is me 100%. What you get from me for that person or for you, for someone else, you've seen me 100%. Raw and unfiltered. Sometimes I'm an a-hole. Sometimes I'm awesome. I'm awesome. Sometimes I talk too fast. Sometimes I'm cool. I go ghost, but you all, everyone knows where I stand because I've been the same person since each one of you have met me from day one. Did y'all ever realize that an A-hole and a B-hole is the same thing? <laughs> yeah, but the A-hole is much stronger. <laughs> levels, you know what I'm saying? So it's levels, you know what I'm saying? If you're a butthole, yeah, I guess, for sure. But hey, art knows. Art knows. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Um, so, Art, you just left us with some some wise words, man. You got a corner for us, too? I'm trying to think if I have a corner this week. It's, you know what? I'm just going to make a, a, a prediction um, this week. So you guys are it's, – it's, it's now. So now is – Are going to win the Super Bowl? Yes. L.A. is going to win a Super Bowl, but the halftime show is going to be the best halftime show 
behind Beyonce's, but way in front of Bruno Mars's. Beyonce's. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. That's funny. So Snoop just got ownership of death row right before yep. the super bowl halftime show what yep. Yep. He, yep. he owns death row yes he, he owns just death row. literally just happened today i believe yep. I the news didn't come through i didn't read the whole detail yeah oh. so a, like there was a company, uh, there was a group <laughs> that owned the rights to it and and he he bought it from them you know for a little bit i want to say um hasbro or somebody like that had purchased what? like it was something crazy, company. like yeah. No, that happened. It, it happens. Promise they buy catalogs for no. Yeah, it was something crazy like yeah. that, where it was like Hasbro or or uh, some type of toy company who had the ownership rights to it. Not too Got long. Ago. Masters. How does Suge Knight let that happen? Uh, Suge Knight's in jail and going through a lot of legal issues. A lot more important yeah, things I'm, he's worried about, like not dropping you know, so more power to Snoop. I'm talking about the Hasbro thing because I would have thought that you know he was probably lost the rights. Music, music, and I mean, it happens to the Beatles, Michael Jackson. At a certain point in time, it goes up and you have to buy them again. So it happened, it happened to Eminem. <laughs> yeah, y'all know that story. Uh, no, I don't. Oh man, Eminem had, had Eminem dissed Michael Jackson or something like that, and Michael was just like, oh, "Okay." He went and bought his whole catalog. And, and went and bought his whole catalog. <laughs> the next week. I do remember. I do remember. That, <laughs> <laughs> that was that remember. was um that was the Beatles. He bought the that, that was, was John he, McCarty. He bought, yeah, he bought Paul. That was, Paul yeah, yeah, that was Paul McCarty. No, well, Paul McCartney yeah. told him, "Hey, you know, Michael is a lot of money in masters and uh, on yep. your own catalog." He goes, I "Oh, heard, really?" I think I've heard that before. And he bought them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he bought the Beatles. He bought all the. That's when he got like the big Sony catalog and all of that. He got mm-hmm. the Beatles um catalog. That's what made a big rift between him and uh Paul McCartney. But yeah. it was literally that they had a conversation one day where <laughs> Paul was breaking him off on just the like yeah, master the thing that happened, da 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 x y z, and and I think he actually told him in that conversation that the the Beatles um masters were up. You know what I mean? Available. And yep, sure enough, next day Michael Jackson Michael Jackson was like, uh, let me go, let me go ahead and get those. Yeah, right. A <laughs> <laughs> lot of money, a lot of money in that. But that's yeah. Amazing. So that's my that's my 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 corner is just prediction and that it's gonna be a it's gonna be awesome. Oh FYI little dick even though hold on even over the prince Prince's show was great. I didn't even say oh, Prince's show in the Prince's, rain. That Prince's show was great. That, that, that was, was that, that was, was fire. That was fire. The Super Bowl was that like two? Like, uh, two <laughs> that's two thousand six, wasn't it? That yeah, was after yeah. yeah. It was after Michaels. Michaels was fire yeah. too. Yeah. But um, but I uh, little Dicky is doing a quarter time show. So in between the first quarter, and second quarter, quarter time show. Yeah, because they you know the Super Bowl is so long. Like they get Kyle's little Dicky. That's my dude. He's actually pretty dope. He's that's my dude. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, thank um, you for your time. <laughs> Coach I, K, I think we'll go ahead and you know let you get us up out of here, man. We probably over time by a little bit. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, remember you can get this podcast, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, uh, YouTube, arts all over it. Shout out my man Antonio again for you know checking us out on the podcast. Check us out, leave comments. We'll shout you out as well. Follow us, IG and Facebook at 13 Floor, please, and support the show. Coach K, back to you. I think we should leave it there. <laughs>
we 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 gave folks a whole lot this podcast. We don't want to overwhelm them. I, I think we leave it right there in that spot right there. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We're done here on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. amazing.